Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Main Street Universe. As you can hear by the crashing cymbal in the background, we are live here at the studios at Cafe Fairfax. And it's always dangerous when I do a radio show and I'm near a drum kit, but I promise not to hit it during the course of the interview. Anyway, join us, our guest tonight. Very special musical guest is Miss Jenna Green. So join us in our circle right here at Main Street Universe. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Main Street Universe, the show and network reminding you that the mysteries and possibilities of the universe are closer to Main Street than you may have ever imagined. And I can imagine a lot. And as you can see, I'm close to a drum kit, and I'm close to our associate producer, Janice R. White. Welcome, Janice. Hi, Daniel. Welcome, everybody. And I just want to start off with a few brief updates. Network updates, including Darren Bouquet's show. We're bouncing around his time. Darren is a reader at Marie Lovo's House of Voodoo in the magical city of New Orleans, Louisiana. New Orleans, Louisiana, which I visited on our band's tour, my band Dragon's Head. Great Five city. days we spent in that wonderful city, packed with seven times. human energy, packed with magic and spirituality of all different kinds. Fascinating place. We were staying right in the French Quarter, too, when we were there, just walking down the street. Anyway, so Darren's show is, we were trying to get it at Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see what happens. We think that's the target goal. So it will be a daytime show, Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. On Fridays, we have Code Connections with Jesse and Nichols George. And Jesse has been with us now for, gosh, four years, right, on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. And we've been around for five so she yeah. pretty much joined us after our first year. Too, You've been here about four years too. There's got to be an anniversary. We just, did we remember the date or forget a date? You know, I, mean, I our, think we forgot with the date. Yeah. anniversaries. <laughs> so we'll have to throw an anniversary, belated anniversary party for oh, Main yeah. Street Universe. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'd like to as well announce 
the return of Jim and Ashley Cash to doing their once-a-month show. Jim and Ashley are musician friends of mine and did, in fact, uh, do some tracks on the album. Our album, Songs of the New Old Ways. Jim and Ashley helped us on the song Sawin, and we had one called Priestess, and Ashley helped with that one as well, as well as Jim did a fantastic guitar solo in the middle of that one. So they'll be returning at a date to be announced, but it's going to be once a month on Thursdays. That's what we're trying to do, folks, here is generate some once-a-month hosts. And then, of course, we have our associate producer, Janice R. White, is going to be due reflections and rhythms. Rhythm. And Karen Tate said that uh, she thinks she's free, free Sorry, on December 22nd. Okay, so we'll work on that. Yeah. And that will be sort of a women's spirituality show once a month here on the once Mainstream Universe. Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio Radio Network. And then, of course, we will have the possible return to be announced again. I've been talking to a lot of people. Everybody's just working out their dates. Uh, Brett Hillman wants to return, and he may bring an interesting interfaith to our station as he was studying to be a Christian deacon. And we are, I guess, mostly mystic or pagan in our orientation, so I actually look forward to having an interfaith balance and having a Christian minister potential. So he bounces back and forth between pagan and Christian a lot. I don't know where he is right now. (laughs) But if he is Christian, I think it would be nice to have the interfaith uh, liberal Christian perspective. So Brett Hillman may be coming back. And, of course, we're going to have a couple new hosts. One will be Mr. Eric Broyles, someone that I work with at Roberta's Natural Market. He's going to do a -a once-a-month show. These are all to be announced. I've been talking to all these people and I'll get to the end of the soon, folks, I promise. And then we have Matt Stamp, who's going to be talking about Chinese herbal medicine. So we're going to have a Chinese herbal medicine show. Then we're going to have the possible return of Mary Phelan, but I'm still working on it. She said she wanted to, and our band Dragonson is going to be on her television show, Telepathic TV, at the studios at FPA that Janice is very familiar with because she does a radio show there called The World Reggae Party. Party. And last week we had a Marley. We had Sharon, Sharon Marley, Marley as the guest. Oh, yes. And it was a wonderful interview, even with all the Skype in and out. So once you've had that edited and sent to MP3, we may replay it here on yes. Mainstream Universe in its entirety. We've done that before with the World Reggae Party. So there's a lot of things going on. We're working on changing the network. We got to do, you know, different uh, things happening. Different hosts that are going to come on once a month. But that could expand us a lot. They bring all their people and that about Bing. We do have though, and let's get to that. Our loyal once a week host and continue with that. Very simply, Friday around. 4 p.m. Eastern Time, it varies because sometimes she's on a book tour, is Co-Connections with Jesse and Nicholas George. On Wednesdays, uh, Main Street Universe, though sometimes we are only once or twice a month, and there are various reasons for that. And then on Tuesday evenings, right now, we still have and have had for about four years, speaking about another four years, Green Magic, Green Medicine with the Master Herbalist, Miss Susan Weed. She's a great, great Great herbalist. I've, I've learned a lot oh, from yeah. her. And I co-host that show with her, and it's great to be able to pick her brain to learn the plants because Susan is one of the best, and we're very happy to have her here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. So that's enough network news for now. Tonight we have a very special musical guest who I think writes very haunting, melodic, and pretty songs. Her name is Jenna Green. And I'm going to go ahead and turn her microphone on so that I can stop talking about her and her can talk about her. Welcome. I see it spinning. Give it a second. Welcome, Jenna Green, to Main Street Universe. Thanks, Daniel. Hi, Janice. Hi, Jenna. How you doing? Good. Thank you both so much for having me on and giving me this opportunity to share brand new music. I'm so excited. And we're excited to have you here. Absolutely. Now, tell us, before we dig into the past, tell us about, because this is what musicians always want to talk about, (laughs) tell us about your newest project, your newest music, your newest songs that you're working on, or some of the inspiration for the new stuff. 
the new let me start over. Um, the new album is a duo with the goddess chantress Kellyanna, who's an international singer-songwriter, uh, very famous for her goddess chants. Her most famous one is I Walk with the Goddess. And we've been friends for over a decade, and we've shared the stage at many a festival. Uh, we've we've kept reuniting as, as many um, friends and family in our in our musical circle do you know we tend to come around to a lot of the same festivals and so I'd say you know want to do harmonies on my song sure want to do harmonies on my song and we'd we'd be sharing the stage and so she invited me on her last album called Traditions which she decided to step away from the chance to do some more traditional music music that called to her roots very Celtic stuff and she called me in for three of those songs to do harmonies and harp. And we had so much fun in the studio together, and we worked so well not only together but also with her producer engineer, John Little, that we decided to create this album together and to create a duo together called Lady Moon. And so we have just, I mean, just today it went on Bandcamp, and just tomorrow it's going on CD Baby. This is brand-new music an album called Fairy's Love Song. So what we did was we took all of our favorite Irish and Scottish songs, really old stuff, 16th, 17th, 18th century, that we loved. And instead of doing the same old song the same old way, we decided to take these songs and, and take our mystical, ethereal, goddessy backgrounds and infuse them into these songs and kind of wake them up and give them new life and uh, they definitely sound very different from what you'd expect or what you're used to from these these folk ballads. Wonderful, wonderful. And I know that um, I met you uh, last month. Yeah. Yes, last month. And um, it doesn't seem like that long ago. <laughs> yes. And that was actually my fifth question, but we can move it up a little bit. Uh, how are you feeling about the audience that you had there and the time that you were there? I know, like I said, we met there. Um, so what was the vibe that you got from Changing Times, Changing World? It was It was a perfect place to introduce our music to the community. Um, the audience was so warm and loving, and there were many, many people there who have been to both mine and Kelly's shows individually who then, seeing us together, were were really surprised and wowed at how our very different voices came together. Um, they were surprised, um, hopefully in a, in a very delighted way. They all seemed very delighted uh, to be hearing these old Celtic songs kind of restored and revived. And um, a lot of times with the intro of the song, you can't tell what's coming until we're into it. And I saw so many smiles in the audience as they recognized songs, you know, favorites like Loch Lomond and Carrick Fergus and The Water is Wide and just singing along in the audience. And some people were closing their eyes and meditating. And it felt so good to us to you have, you know, when, when you're an artist and you're, you know, you're really insecure when you first put new music, new material out. You're so excited, but you're also a little afraid that, oh, are people really going to like it, especially because it's so different for me and Kellyanna. Um, and we were so warmly received, and it was just the perfect place because it's a, a conference about holistic healing, and we put so much holistic healing. Uh, I actually call it vocal Reiki. I put a lot of vocal yeah. Reiki into oh, my music. And I think the people there really picked up on that energy. They picked up on that vibe. I think, you know, if we had released it in the Celtic bar, it, it would have been appreciated, but not in the same way as people who were there who are energy workers who, who do this, a lot of them as a full-time job. They're doing energy work, chakra work, working with Reiki and, and feeling energy, taking in energy and sending out energy, and they really picked up on what we were doing. Yes, I'm a Reiki master myself, actually, in two different Reikis. I have uh, the traditional Ishui 
and Sacred Flames because I, I like dealing with fire. Um, I'm a fire girl, fire bug. Air fire. <laughs> air fire, I am. Worst combination. Did you fan that flame so easily? I'm an air sign, so I managed to get her mad really quick. <laughs> you got lots yes, of explosions between like, okay. you two. And, oh, you know. But I definitely an air fire, and, and, you know, like he said, sometimes that doesn't work as well as it should. Um, but I had a really fabulous time. And I had a fabulous time actually listening to your music because I was one of the people that had closed their eyes and had all these different um, uh, imagery that came to me while, while my eyes were closed. Mm-hmm. And, That's always a great thing. I love that. And I wasn't, you know, Puff the Magic Dragon. You know, I wasn't I wasn't spewing out the the flames that time. But uh, but I had a good time. And like I said, that that's where I actually met both of you at. Um, you and Kellyanna at Changing Times, Changing World. Right. It was it was a great event and it was a a wonderful night and I'm so excited that that's where we were able to premiere. Yes. Yes. Now, I wanted to go into our Kellyanna story. Uh, I did meet Kellyanna. She's been on the show once. We actually had a pretty cool conversation about. I think it was right before you joined us, Janice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said that she didn't meet me when. Yeah, that was right. And she was here in town, but she still called in. And she was doing a show at our local New Age witchy store, the Sticks and Stones, it's called. <coughs> and I think you maybe at some point did a little something there. I don't remember, but. Yeah, I, I did. Remember- I did. Um, I did a tour in. I think on my 2013 tour, I did Sticks and Stones. Yeah, great folks there. Yeah, and we met her. It was interesting because back then Kevin was my co-host, and we were the only two guys in there. (laughs) And it was like, I think, I felt like we were interrupting an all-female coven meeting. I really had that feeling. There was like 50 women in this little store, and Kellyanna just brought her drum and just started singing, like really loud. And uh, it was great. She did a great job. She just had a nice big voice. She wasn't using a mic. It was a kind of a little closed-in place, though, so it was the kind of thing, I guess, where you could do that. You've seen the, the oh, back yeah. of the old store. It was kind of small, but there was 50 oh, yeah. women in there, and me and Kevin. <laughs> afterwards, definitely fit 50 in there. Afterwards, we were talking, so I had a good conversation with her, I think, about an hour afterwards, and it was just interesting to, to meet her, and, and now we use her song, the Blessed Are We song, for the Susan Weed Show, it's what I use for the intro. I got her permission. All the songs we use, we've gotten permission from people. It's from people we know, so we're not using anybody's song without their uh, permission. Right. Yeah, but Kelliana hey. has has an amazingly powerful voice. She actually has a rocker background, even though she sings a lot about Celtic and Norse mythology. Uh, that that powerhouse voice of hers actually comes from being in rock bands um, before she started doing Goddess Chants. Um, so yeah, she she rarely needs amplification. She's she just she comes in and she owns the place, and she can come in with just a drum or even just her voice and just does a beautiful job of connecting with the audience and just making everybody sing along with her and yeah she's just she's really special another interesting thing about that experience is i worked in a public store where i saw a lot of people and it was interesting to see a lot of these women that i used to i saw every day that i didn't know were pagan or didn't know they were kind of in the broom closet they were, they were saying don't say anything they were kind of giving me a little whisper symbol they were slightly older ladies most of them you know so that was kind of fun too in a way <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know you were into that, okay. <laughs> that, yeah, it's always funny when when different, you know, somebody from, from one circle in your life ends up in a different a different circle. It's um, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And let's discuss, I was going to go ahead and play one of the songs, the first song being, I have some of yours, and I think I have two of the ones from the what you've done with Kellyanna. I was going to start with that since we were talking about that. Let me um, <coughs> get down to this. <laughs> and this one, 
gosh, we have more than I thought here. Okay, this one. <laughs> um, I'm just going to play it, and then after we're done, because I need a little break, to be honest, I have to use the bathroom. <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and play this really, and then we will be back, and then we can maybe talk about it a bit after it has been played. We'll be right back. Okay. This is Jenna Green with Kellyanna.
All right, we're back. Okay. So sorry, we had a little technical difficulties. <laughs> Are you there, Jenna Green? I am. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, we were having a. Sometimes out here in the studio, uh, the mics turn on and off slow because it's a wireless connection and it's blah blah blah. It's Walk Talk Radio. It's technology. It's fun when it works. Yes. So sorry about that. <laughs> Maybe be able to edit That's that. okay. I I I know full well uh, all about technical difficulties. Had many of them myself. You know, I you're you're a um, musician too, so you know how it is when you're you're out uh, somewhere live and something goes wrong. And <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fully oh, understand. Yeah. We all know that. And <laughs> I just actually, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I was talking about black. Uh, right before I left the house, the song was I thought black was uh, black as the night, but it's black, black as the black night, but it's actually black as the color, or as in black as the color of my true love's hair, which is like right. wow, that kind of really synchronized that uh, I left the house hearing that, and then I come back to here and I hear hear the whole thing of it. Uh, what was the inspiration for that particular song? We were looking for an Appalachian uh, selection for the album, and we just didn't know a lot of of traditional ones. We knew that a lot of Appalachian music came from um, the Celtic countries, but we weren't familiar with a lot of it. And that one I had known, and then Kelly later was introduced to it. Um, I had known it through Cara Dillon and also through the Coors, uh, two of my favorite Celtic acts in the world. And yeah. the song's lineage is actually from Scotland. Uh, it it references Clyde, which is an area in Scotland, but it actually became famous here in America. And it's it draws back to, I believe, 18th century, uh, may go back even further. We found that tracing back the history of a lot of these songs that countries borrowed melodies from each other for different songs. Uh, poets of the time would borrow ancient melodies. That, that happened a lot in Ireland where one melody would become the melody of, of several sets of lyrics. And so that was fun to to go back into the history on that. But it it was it was nice to listen to Black Is the Color, which I had connected as being an Irish song because I first heard heard it through Cara Dillon, who was an Irish singer, to find out that it came from Scotland and that it became famous here, um, I believe in in the Carolinas, um, maybe down in Kentucky as well. Um, but a lot a lot of uh, southern music. Um, that that was very popular down there, and then it's been done and redone by many Celtic artists throughout the years. But that was one of my favorite songs on the album. I'm so glad that you played that first, because and Kelliana and I were both really excited about it. And that was the the first album. That was the first song on the album that I did the full arrangement for. I was really excited on on this album, Fairy's Love Song, to do that because on my previous albums. Uh, Crossroads and Wild Earth Child, I had hired other arrangers, other musicians, to do the instrumentation for me, and then I sang. And so this was my first time just soup to nuts doing all of the instrumentation, all of the arrangement, and then I also wrote the, the harmonies for this particular piece. And so it was really exciting to see all the bits and pieces come together so beautifully and just Kelliana just rocked it. I wasn't sure when she first mentioned she wanted to sing it. It's like, oh, it's you know, it's really, it's really lilting, and her voice is so powerful. I wasn't, right. I wasn't sure how that was going to go, but she just nailed it. She did such a beautiful job. I, you mentioned the chorus. I love the version of the traditional Irish song Spencil Hill that they did. By the way, I don't know if you've ever heard that. Yeah, that whole album was beautiful. Oh, yeah. Just something about her voice. It was quite nice. It was very mm. pleasing. Anyway, but we're here to talk about another pleasing voice. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Not just my deep pleasing voice or, or Janice's, but Jenna Green's also pleasing voice. <laughs> so now let's get back a little more into you. 
for a minute. As I said, we would drift off, talk about what we're doing now for a minute. Now let's go into the past a little bit. When did you first start playing the harp? Uh, this is only my seventh year playing the harp. And I I tell people all the time, I've I've been called to the harp for years and years. And if you're ever called to an instrument, if you're ever called to anything, <laughs> you got to go right. to it. If your spirit is calling you to something, you got to listen. And so... I spent many years, I've, I've been a songwriter since I was 15, and I'm in my late 30s now, and I always wrote in the Celtic style, and so I always heard harp in my head, and I was very influenced by um, musicians who had a lot of harp in their music by Lorena McKenna and Clannad and groups like that, and so it was always there, the the harp notes were always there running through my brain, and so... I'd always been told that harp was the hardest instrument to learn and the most expensive to learn, so don't bother. And I heard that over and over throughout my life as I said, oh, I'd really love to play the harp. And so I took guitar lessons, and I played guitar very, very badly. And I did a little drumming, and I did that very badly. And then I took fiddle lessons, and I could make somebody's ears bleed. And then I sat down at the harp, and I was playing that day. Oh, it just nice. felt natural to you then, is what you're saying. Absolutely, yeah. It was just that that was the instrument for me, and I remember I I sat down at a dusty strings, and it was a a maple harp, and I was just you know dreaming of of taking that harp home, and was able to make it happen because it was just it was just meant to be, and I knew at that very moment that I first played the strings that it was meant to be, and um and I've learned very quickly. Um, but when you're, I, I did a lot of self-teaching, and when you're self-taught, as many folk musicians know, um, you learn a lot of bad habits. So I'm now working with a um, a Scottish music com- competitive champion uh, on on relearning harp and learning some really old, rich Scottish songs and getting very good at jigs, and I'm very excited about that. Yes. I was listening to you when you were talking about people were um, telling you to forget about it because it's uh, an expensive instrument. Um, It takes a while to learn it, that sort of thing. Uh, So my question to you, uh, when you're playing the harp, do you experience the goddess when you play it, Um, the goddess of your choice, that is, um, because it feels like, uh, I know for myself, I don't play any type of um, instrument at all, but um, my success radio-wise, besides, you know, working with Daniel, has definitely been reggae music. And I feel when I'm playing reggae music either at home, you know, for David and I or by myself, or playing it for the masses like I do for a world reggae party, that the spirit of Bob Marley comes through. Um, And um, one of his daughters, Sharon, uh, his eldest daughter actually, was on my other show last week, and I definitely (coughs) felt him there. So when you're playing the harp, do you actually feel the goddess, or are you connecting with the goddess, or or do you feel that the goddess um, sent you to the harp? I well it must be a yes. I think I think it's I think it's more complex than a yes or no answer. But I named my heart Bridget, so I guess I would have to give a hearty yes. <laughs> Bridget is the Celtic okay. of All music right. and of inspiration. Um so definitely Good. yes. Um I would say not not one goddess, but kind of the collective divine feminine. Um, yeah. And also, I I connect very much with all of the the rich mythology of the harp. There's just so much um, harp has been so much a part of spiritual traditions, and a part of so many of those those beautiful bits of lore with uh, fairy lore and angel stories, and um, and and there's a reason for that. There's something very magical about the harp, and I think that when I sit down to play, it it definitely puts me in a space where I'm more open to the divine and kind of finding 
finding my own true path and my own true self. And the stories change as I, depending on what's going on in my life, I think the different aspects of, of the great mother come to me. Um, Like I was going through a very hard time, very hard transition. And I was doing a lot of shadow work, which is foreign to me because I'm, I'm very much a, a happy, positive, happy-go-lucky type of person and, and very much into, into fairy energy, and I just want to you know throw some sparkles on it and everything will be okay. And I went through some really hard transitions in my life. I went through major changes at once, um, including a divorce and leaving my home and um, moving to a different state and um, just a, a going back to school and a lot of different things happening at once. And I got into a really dark space and I sat down to my harp one day and, and out of nowhere, this song about the Morrigan came to me and, and she's the goddess of, of transformation and transition and, and just kind of um, getting through, weaving through those shadows to get back into the light. And that's very much what that song is about. And so I think, I think when I sit down at the harp I open up my spirit and I listen the way that I should listen. And um, beautiful things are gifted to me through that openness. Wonderful. And Yeah, it's good when you can use, I don't want to say use, it sounds a little bit cheap, doesn't it? it when, you, when you can have a, a connection with something like that and, most of the people in my band, <laughs> I would say, do uh, name their instruments as well. <laughs> my guitar, for example. I actually have an unnamed guitar because for some reason, do you ever have something you try to name and it just doesn't come to you? It's one of those things. My skinny guitar behind you. I just never, a name never came to me yet. It will when it's ready. Yeah. But my other one is Lagata. Maybe its name is just skinny. Yeah, just skinny. <laughs> Could be. Doesn't have to be some deep break thing, right? Doesn't have to be right. Like scrappy or skinny, because it's kind of a tough little guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and uh, my our violin player, uh, he has names for all his violins, and you know, and, and, and Laramie, our guitar player, has names for his and his amp. His amp's name is Merlin, <laughs> and he puts a big old hat on it when he plays the show. He puts a big old wizard hat on top. <laughs> nice. But uh, anyway. We're going to go ahead and maybe drift into another song. I wanted to play the one that we discussed before the show, the the piano we won, the Enchantress one. Oh, yeah. And I'm guessing, was it was it someone else on piano, or were you on piano on this? No, that's not me. Um, that is an amazing um, musician. He was in Providence at the time. He now lives in New York. Uh, his name is Fran- Francisco Rodriguez, and one of my favorite arrangers to work with ever. Um, he just has this way of, of jumping into my brain, of you know hearing a sketch of a song and jumping into my brain and knowing exactly what I want. And I think part of that, part of that comes from the fact that he's a mystical creature, and part of that comes from the fact that he's so much a fan of um, of people like Lorena McKenna and Clanid, like I am. He has that same um, love of that kind of. Um, at the risk of, I don't know, I don't want to upset Celtic fans, but kind of the older generation of Celtic New Age music. That's kind of where I where I put them, and I think um, Fran is also a, a big fan of, of them. And so we share a lot of the same influences, and that definitely came out in this song, which is called Enchantress. And it's inspired by, um, I've, I've always, it's funny you mentioned Merlin earlier because Merlin is very much a part of this song. It's about the <laughs> relationship, that, that fiery and mystical and very mysterious relationship between Nimue and Merlin. And it's interesting to note that um, in, in the more modern versions of the tale that she tricked him. She was a trickster, and she betrayed him. But in the older versions, in the more goddess-centered versions, she was his right-hand woman, and she was the one, the only one, who he passed his knowledge on to. So I think some of that comes out in this song. 
Okay. okay. We're go ahead. This time we're going to leave the mics on and not turn your mic off so we don't have that dramatic pause again. <laughs> but this okay. one is Chantress by Jenna Green. And here we go.
right, everyone, and we are back here in the studios at Cafe Fairfax. You're listening to another episode of Main Street, Street Universe. Universe, the show and network reminding you that the mysteries and possibilities of the universe are closer to Main Street than you may have ever imagined. And I can imagine a lot. Tonight, our special musical guest is Miss Jenna Green, and that song was, I thought, very pretty. We were talking very before the pretty. show. I said it reminded me a little bit, some of the walking piano reminded me of Tori Amos, who's one of my favorite artists. I, I know that sounds weird because people don't think of a guy as one of his favorite artists being Tori Amos, but it is. And, and she was a great songwriter in the 90s while the other guys were just kind of going, and kind of droning on four sweaty dudes with the distorted guitar, which is still basically what most bands are now. And so... I always love finding the unique songwriters, and I consider Jenna to be one of them. And we've been yeah, talking a lot much. about her, but what we say welcome back, Jenna. <laughs> yeah, thank welcome you, back. thank you, thank you. And any any connection to Tori, I take as a great compliment. Thank you very much, and I'm glad you like Enchantress. That's actually one of my favorite songs on um, on the Wild Earth Child album, and it. Like I said before, it, it really it, it was a song that just started as a sketch, and and the arrangement just completely met my vision. And that doesn't always happen with songwriters. Sometimes you write a song and it changes into something totally different. But that one just it just you know it was it was perfect just the way that everything fell together. Oh, absolutely. Very. And some evolve, and some. I found an interesting thing, and I talked about this with Tawatha D. I found it interesting, when they were on our show, they wrote some songs specifically for a book and for the theme of the book. And there were some good songs, like the song Hum and a Ship, a few others. And I remember thinking, I actually really much enjoy both. What I mean by this is when you have a direct focus, like a topic and a focus, sometimes that can be freeing. And sometimes it can be freeing just to have no topic and no focus, and it's totally eclectic and wild and free. But sometimes it's nice to just have this, oh, oh, I'm going to write about this. Oh, you want me to write about this? It can be freeing in a in a different way, having that direct, like for a, a topic or for, a, in this case, a book. But I know what you mean about the difference. Sometimes a song can take feel like it takes 10 years to write. And then another one just falls out of you, and it falls out in the way that you want to, like you were saying in, in, in case of this one. But right now, Jenna, I want to give you the chance to plug anything you want to plug, anything out there you're doing right now, any new shows, any new anything. We do have a direct link to your website here uh, on, on the show page, and it will be on the archive, so hopefully that will get you some, some more hits. So anyway, go ahead if there's anything you wish to plug right now. Sure. Um, well, the big thing is the brand new album that just came out. Um, the the digital copy will be available on iTunes, Amazon, um, all of those major um, major MP3 sites very soon. But right now, it's up on Bandcamp, and the address to buy it it's uh, twelve songs for only ten dollars um, for the digital copy, and that is at Lady Moon with. It's actually a, kind of a long address, but stay with me. Lady Moon with Kellyanna. Kellyanna has two L's, two N's, and Jenna Green with an E. Dot bandcamp. Dot com. Again, that's Lady Moon with Kellyanna and Jenna Green. Dot bandcamp. Dot com. The name of the album is Fairy's Love Song, and the name of our duo is Lady Moon. And I hope you'll go check it out. Um, you can actually listen to full samples of the songs to um, really get an idea of just how how everything came together in, in such an ethereal way. I think the the words for the album are really ethereal and mystical. And we took a lot of old Scottish and Irish songs and just renewed them in our in our own way. Uh, we made them very much our own, and I'm really excited and, and proud to share those with the world. Um, also, my um, my website is www.green, with an E at the end, ladymusic.com, greenladymusic.com. Um, uh, the website will be um, completely renewed in the next 
couple of weeks. Um, so check back. It's uh, it's kind of basic right now, but I'm going to be putting up offerings for um, mythic art and sound healings, and all of our concerts will be on there. And um, it's just going to be a beautiful feast for the eyes and also have lots and lots of song samples and um, of course our albums will be up there for sale um, so check back on greenladymusic.com and if you want a physical copy of the album um, would make a um, a great stocking stuffer, a great holiday gift um, Fairy's Love Song, the physical CD, is available at www.kelliana, again with two L's and two N's, kelliana.com. And uh, what you do, it's still up there as a pre-order, but the physical copies are coming in this week. And uh, what you can do is go to that front page and click on the green link. That's going to bring you to PayPal where you can pre-order and get your own autographed copy um, shipped right to you for the holidays. So please consider buying your very own copy of Fairy's Love Song. All right. Well, All great. All right. And I guess the next thing I wanted to ask you is what do you see for the near future for Jenna Green? Any any changes, any more collaborations? Uh, where do you see yourself, I don't know, even maybe projecting, where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, where I see myself right now is um, we have, uh, Kelliana and I have decided to do several um, several house concerts for various communities within New England. We both live in New England, so we want to uh, celebrate the album with our uh, various close-knit communities in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Connecticut, and... Um, so we're we're doing that rather than one big album release party in one place where people have to drive, you know, hours to get to. We decided to do um several several concerts like that. Um we're also doing one at um we're doing several at um holistic healing centers. So um you can uh join my mailing list uh through through my website or through Kelliana's website, get on her mailing list, and then we can let you know when those concerts are coming up. And then um, past that, I'm working on um, another solo CD called Wings, and I'm very excited about that. The Morrigan song that I had mentioned earlier will be on that album, as well as um, many other songs about um, transformation and the symbolism of wings, uh, ravens and fairies and angels and um, goddesses with wings, all of those those beautiful different mythological symbols. And that will be out next year sometime. I don't have a definite release date. And then into the future, my biggest dreams, um, one is to release a book uh, based on all of um, my mythological material. I work a lot with fairy mythology. And so I've gathered, I've amassed tons of fairy mythology over the years, um, just too much to, to ever put into songs. And I've taken the different mythic symbols from fairy lore and I've likened them and kind of connected them with different law of attraction concepts. And so there are 13 chapters, and what I'd like to do is release this book with its 13 chapters, uh, 13 pieces of my own art. I call it meditation art. Um, it's symbols woven within symbols that you look at to meditate and think about the concept that goes along with that chapter. So there are the 13 chapters. There's the 13 pieces of art, and then I want to create 13 songs to go along with this. So it's this big um, mythology, musical, artistic package of fairy goodness that I want to put out into the world. And that's called Wild Fairy Soul. Again, I don't have a release date, but I'm hoping very soon. I'm hoping in the next year, actually. And beyond that, my biggest dream is to create a show a production that's based on mythological music and spiritual music and 
I also do a lot with affirmations. I weave a lot of affirmations into my songs, a lot of magic, a lot of healing. Um, like I was calling it vocal Reiki before, and I would love to put together a beautiful production of uh, my original music with costumes and dancers and kind of affirmations floating through lights and beautiful spirals of Celtic spiral lights and just have this big stage show production. That's my biggest dream of all. Oh, right. I definitely want a ticket for that. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> all right. So I'll just keep and putting that out into the universe because that's my that's my biggest one, so I need to keep giving it voice because I believe that if you keep giving it voice and taking baby steps toward it, you get there eventually. I so agree because that's basically what I did with um, my other show, World Reggae Party, took baby steps. It had Sharon, Sharon Marley on. I yes, which is a, a great accomplishment. Well, Jenna, uh, we're coming down to the last moment. I have a few songs here. I'm, I'm going to actually let you pick it, which one you prefer. The ones I have here are Believe, Harvest, Crossroads, Bridget, Affirmation. Um, I'm going to go with affirmation. Affirmations, okay. And one quick it's question. a message that everybody needs. Every, every dreamer needs this message. Cool. And one quick question. Uh, my woman's spirituality show uh, is starting really soon. I was wondering if I could use some of your music in my show. Sure, absolutely. Okay, cool. All right. So here it is. Thank you again, everybody. Be listening. Thank you so much. Our special musical guest has been Jenna Green. Thank plays you both the so harp. much. Thank you. And she plays the harp and sings and does sound healing and all sorts of other things. She's in festivals all over the country. So check her out. And maybe, oh, yeah. maybe the second time around we'll see you at the Caldera Fest, though you won't be at the first time around, but that would be fantastic. Sounds thank good. you again, Jenna. Thank you so much, and I'll uh, message you when I get home. Great. Thank you. All right. Yes. Have a great evening. Yes, All right. Thank you. Listening to Main Street Universe, the show and network reminding you that the mysteries and possibilities of the universe closer to Main Street than you may have ever imagined. And I can imagine a lot. Have a great evening. Have a great Everyone. evening. And this one is Affirmations by Jenna Green.